Before we jump in, I just wanted to read you a sign that I found on Twitter that was posted on a cinema door for a preview screening of this movie. So it says, Dear Patrons, in response to some customer feedback and a polarised audience response from preview screenings, we would like to take this opportunity to remind patrons that Lightyear is not a movie about the toy Buzz Lightyear. It does not follow a traditional linear narrative approach to storytelling and is not about the famous toy. Rather, it is a movie about the character the toy is based on. Tim Allen does not do the voice because it is not the cartoon world. Some are also wondering how a movie from 2022 can be based on a character from a movie that came out in 1995. We encourage patrons to read up on the film before choosing to see it, and for those electing to attend, please go in with an open mind, and know that Avon has no refund. The Avon stands behind this ambitious work of art and other challenging films which define us as a true arthouse cinema. We hope you'll expand your horizons to infinity and perhaps even beyond with us. Thank you. This is Reviews by Jay, the podcast bringing you weekly episodes showcasing the latest in movie and television reviews, as well as my thoughts, opinions, and random chit-chat about pretty much anything on my mind. Hit that follow button and bell icon now, because I'm Jay Antonio, and it is time to talk about that film. Well, hello everyone, Jay Antonio here, and welcome to another episode of Reviews by Jay. I actually can't believe it, I think we're at episode 20. Yes, episode 20, I can't believe that, so that excludes the bonus content that's been released, but, um, wow, I've been doing this for over 20 weeks. I can't believe that, and I'm really, really grateful to everyone who has listened to an episode or even just jumped in to listen to a tiny little soundbite from one of my episodes. And it really means a lot. I can't believe 20 episodes is now passed. So, in this episode, we're talking about the brand new Pixar Disney movie, Lightyear, that just came out here in Australia last week. I was lucky enough to go to a Wednesday screening of it, which is super exciting. And thank you so much to my bestie for tagging along, or I I should say taking me. (laughs) Um, So, thank you so much. It's been amazing. Guys, this movie was so much fun. I am one of those people who believes that Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 are perfect cinema. I absolutely hated Toy Story 4. It was so unnecessary and... Look, okay, look, okay. It was cool, but it almost felt like a side story. I think Toy Story 3 had the world's most perfect ending. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. And I'm really sorry to tell you, but it's the truth. So this movie is all about Buzz Lightyear, the character. So the character that... that the toy, well, there's a stutter there, the character that the toy was uh, based on. So, essentially, imagine this movie had come out in, like, 1994 or whatever, and Andy had gone to see this movie and fell in love with Buzz, and then they released the action figures and all of that, who were essentially the characters in Toy Story. So, it's pretty cool that we get to watch a movie from Andy's perspective, and it's pretty cool that this movie is amazing. What I didn't see coming was this... Oh, it's a huge spoiler, though, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, I won't say it right now, but later on I might. So stay tuned for a possible spoiler warning in this. Uh, Yeah, I know it's a it's a Toy Story. It's a it's it's a Pixar movie. What spoilers could there be? Well, it's a pretty big one, and it's a pretty good one. All right. So for those of you who want to know what Lightyear is even about, I'm happy to tell you. It's about Buzz Lightyear spending years attempting to return home. A ruined space ranger, Buzz Lightyear, encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. 
I really didn't get that in the movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> it really didn't focus as much on that as what I thought that it would. I mean, it's literally the plot of the movie, but I think the actual story is based around the characters and their sort of arc together, and it was incredible. Just for reference, um, right now, IMDb is giving this a 5.2 out of 10. There's 16,000 ratings there. So, f- essentially 5 out of 10. That's that's the equivalent as if I gave this a 2.5 on my own rating scale. And it's really interesting because I definitely did not get five out of 10 for this movie. I walked in with the lowest expectations, which is probably why I enjoyed it so much in all honesty. But I really highly recommend that you just go and enjoy it. It's not supposed to be some really groundbreaking, incredible, you know, history making movie. It's supposed to be fun. And it really is. It ticks all of the boxes. And honestly, I can't recommend it enough. So let's talk about the movie before we jump into the reviews. It's review time. Alrighty, so the movie stars Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear, Kiki Palmer as Izzy Hawthorne, 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 I don't know how you say that. Uzu Aduba as Alicia Hawthorne, Peter Son as Sox, Taika Waititi as Mo Morrison, and James Brolin. As Zerg. Now, for those of you who are super into the Avengers, like I am, or Marvel in general, Chris Evans played Captain America, and James Brolin's son played Thanos. I think it's really cool that James Brolin's son got to work with Chris Evans, and now they get to work with his dad. Like, how incre- like incredible is that? It's just one of those things. Fun fact also, this is James Brolin's first animated movie ever, so I think that's pretty cool. I'd actually love to talk through some of the facts of this because there's some that are really, really fun and some that are really interesting. And the first one that I want to start off with is the LGBTQIA plus content in this movie. This movie is currently banned in over 14 countries globally. I actually think it's more now. I think I saw somewhere like 35 the other day. I don't think that's, I don't know if that's accurate, but as of right now, confirmed 14 countries. Do you want to know why this movie is banned in 14 countries? It's because at the start of this movie, there is a same-sex kiss. Guys, this is an animated movie. It's an animated movie and people have taken it so seriously. And it's, it was beautiful to see. It was wonderful to see, actually, because they didn't focus on it. It was just in the background. I shouldn't say it was in the background. It wasn't in the background. It was a part of the main storyline. But it was not, like, in your face. It was just a thing that kind of happened and a passing thing. And I think it's so important to normalize representation like this in any movie and in every movie. Someone once said to me something like, yeah, but, like, why do we need to see it? Like, why does it need to be in the movie? And it wasn't about this movie, obviously. It was a while ago. But in general, why do we need to have it? Well, actually, we do need to have it. It's very, very important. And the fact that this movie is banned in 14 countries goes to show you why. Representation matters. What we have on screen right now, you might think, oh, no, there's all this, like, woke gay content coming at me. That's cute. Because when I grew up, there was none. There was almost Not a single show for me to watch as a kid growing up. And you think, I grew up in the 90s. It wasn't that long ago. The first show that I ever saw that had gay representation was Will and Grace. It was also the most groundbreaking show. It was the first show to feature a same-sex kiss in primetime television. It was also the first show to feature a gay man as the main character. That did not come out that long ago. So, up until then, all I had to look at was same- uh, Not same-sex. Like- 
opposite sex couples. And that was it. There wasn't anything other than just man and woman get married. There was no real transgender characters. There was no like representation of the gay and lesbian and sort of world that I'm in and just everything else. And now there is. And there's really not that much when you think about it. So this is the exact type of content that we need to keep doing and having and watching and embracing. It's in a main feature movie. And it's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable in such a beautiful and incredible way because they didn't, like people would say, throw it in my face. It was literally just beautifully, like, meshed into the story. It was just great to watch. So for me, it was really powerful and really important. And it's exactly why we need to do that, to have that representation. And there's not enough. There needs to be more. And not just in, you know, the queer space, in every single space. We need to be really just showing how multicultural and diverse our world is because it is and we need to be able to show that openly honestly and unapologetically i've already said this was the first uh animated movie for actor james brolin and of course if you'd like to know buzz lightyear and zerg are the only two characters from the toy story films that actually are in this movie everyone else is an original brand new character which i thought was stunningly awesome and finally This one's kind of for the nerds out there, but this is the first animated film in history to have its aspect ratio changed to be an IMAX aspect ratio for select parts of this movie. And basically what that means is anytime you would have seen any animated movie prior to this in an IMAX theater, it was just showing you exactly how it was originally created and exactly the same way that you would see it in any other theater. This particular movie has IMAX screen-sized sequences, which is incredible. And I would have loved to... I wish we had an IMAX in Sydney. There's going to be one if they ever finish the W Hotel. But yes, very exciting. So I reckon it's time to start reviewing that movie. Time to rate that film. All right, let's talk about the storyline first, because as you know, that's the first thing that we talk about when we're reviewing on Reviews by Jay. The storyline was really cool and funnily enough featured a very similar arc similar arc, I can't speak, a very similar arc to Buzz Lightyear's Toy Story journey, which was essentially, you know, it starts off with him sort of alienating everyone around him, thinking he's on some like crazy mission that he has to do alone. And at the end, of course, it comes together where he actually can't do it alone. He needs to lean on other people. He needs to lean on his team because there is no I in team. Is there? I can't spell. I don't know. So essentially, the storyline itself is pretty cool. It's not like the most original storyline I've ever seen, but it is a beautiful storyline nonetheless. I think the whole opening is fantastic. It's actually very well paced, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in editing. But essentially, for the most part, this story moves nice and quickly. There isn't very many sort of downtime, like down, downtime? There isn't very much downtime. Wow, guys, I'm sorry. It's Sunday night right now. Here we go. There isn't much downtime in the movie, which is fantastic. And I really enjoyed it for the most part. There was a couple of bits in there where I was just like, hmm, okay, I don't really know what's happening. And I'm 32, so how's a child meant to follow this? Although maybe it's just that I'm kind of a little dumb, which could potentially be why. But I don't think that's right, because I've got a very high IK. In terms of the actual plot of the movie, if I was going to tell you what it was without reading something to you, it's essentially Buzz Lightyear. Uh, has to work out a way to get off a planet that he marooned an entire group of people on trying to be a hero. In doing so, every time he tries to get them off the planet, time moves forward and it moves forward, you know, roughly four years at a time. And then at the end, there's like a 15 
year time jump. I think it's 15 years. I don't know. I, I literally couldn't keep up with some of the things that were happening. It was moving quite quickly. So, yes, that's kind of the plot of the story. It moves from basically him and his best friend uh, basically trying to get off this planet. He moves forward so much in time that she dies and her granddaughter becomes nearly his age. It's like a junior space ranger. So they're working together. So it's got a little bit of emotion at the start, as you can imagine, when that death happens. It's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. But there, it was very sad. In all honesty, I may have been crying. But you've got no evidence apart from exactly what I just said. So that's fine. So for storyline, I think I'm going to give it a generous... I'm not going to be too harsh on this movie, but I feel like it's a six. And it's a six basically purely because I didn't understand some of what was happening. I think it wasn't explained as well as maybe it could have been. But overall, it was super enjoyable. Let's talk about music. Guys, Michael Ciacchino did the music for this. And I feel like he's doing the music for everything recently. And I love him and I've got nothing... Well, I've got almost nothing bad to say about him. I know in the last podcast, if you guys listened to my Jurassic World Dominion, he did the music for that as well. He's also done the music for like Rogue One and a few others. And look, he's very good. But at a certain point, everything kind of starts to sound the same. It's kind of like if you think about John Williams. John Williams is the most talented, in my opinion, the most talented composer like ever. What he did with like Harry Potter and Star Wars and Jurassic Park and all of that is so beautiful and so groundbreaking. Oh, don't forget Home Alone. Like, But again, the same thing. After a little while, it all starts to sort of sound the same because he uses the same themes in the sense that it's what makes him him. And the same thing's starting to happen to Michael Giacchino, in my opinion. It's all starting to sound very similar. Even the music for Jurassic World Dominion, I actually didn't like it very much. I still gave it a nine, but it was purely because they gave us some of the Jurassic Park theme. It was still a really great movie and enjoyed it. But the music for this is not going to get a nine. It's going to certainly sit at a seven. I did enjoy it. It was really good. It just wasn't the best I've ever heard. And it's very forgettable, to be honest. Acting. Now, this is an interesting one. I can't remember if I've done an animated movie before, but I'm going to talk about voice acting for this. Every single character suited the character. Wait, every single voice actor suited the character so perfectly. I'm going to deduct one point immediately for Zerg because it was an interesting choice, in my opinion, to have them do what they did. Um, not going to spoil that for you, but, you know, go check it out and tell me what you think. So I'm going to give acting a straight nine and why it's so high is purely for Socks. Socks was one of the best characters played by Peter Son. One of the best characters that I've seen in an animated movie ever in my entire life. So really, really well done. Definitely the comedic sort of break in the movie. And it was just everything I wanted it to be. And so much more. Go and see this movie just for socks. Trust me, you won't regret it. Effects. Well, what do we talk about in effects? It's basically the CGI of the entire movie. How it was all put together. The computer animation. It was honestly the most visually beautiful animated movie I have ever seen. That's a huge thing to say. But the times when he was, like, time jumping and trying to get to the speed of light, they were stunning. It was so incredible, the way that they did the planets, the way that everything was just animated so beautifully and so perfectly. Because what Pixar does so well is make it not perfect. And that's what I really liked about it. It's It has imperfections. It looks kind of like real life if real life was animated. So, for that, I'm actually going to give it a straight 10. It really deserves it. I think it was one of the most beautiful movies. And not to mention, when they're in the forest, 
That's an ode to Star Wars, apparently. That's what I read. So I'm going to run with it and say, yes, that's an ode to the Star Wars franchise. Trust me, it looks like Star Wars The Forest with the little teddies. They're not teddies I know. Don't come for me. They're Ewoks, I know. But like teddy bears, that's what they are to me. And finally, editing. So editing is an interesting one. And I did say I was going to talk about pacing in this movie because the pacing is interesting. And when I when I say interesting, I mean interesting. It flies. It is probably the fastest moving Pixar movie I've ever seen. A lot of them like to take their time to give you that emotion. This gave it to us whilst also moving at a million miles an hour. And I think it was meant to be like that. Because everything that Buzz was experiencing was moving at the speed of light. He would leave the planet and come back four years. So time had jumped. And the way that they kind of did that and really made us feel like we were moving fast. It actually made me a little bit anxious, but in, I guess, a good way. I don't think there's a, such a thing as a good anxiety, but if there was, that would be the feeling that I had because it was like, you just were taking on, on this journey. And even though every time he'd speed up, you were like, no, slow down, but he had to speed up to, to save the planet. So we had to go along with him on that journey. So editing is an eight out of 10. So I'm going to go do some quick maths and then I'm going to come back and give you the final score. Let's go do this. Time for the final score. It's time for the final score. (laughs) Remind me not to enter Australian Idol. Is that still a thing? I don't think so. Anyway, final score, guys. Storyline is a six, music is a seven, acting is a nine, effects is a ten, and editing is an eight. So that gives us 40 out of 50 possible points, which is four out of five. That's a pretty good score. That's a pretty darn good score, guys. I think four out of five is a decent score, considering that... If that was an IMDb rating, it would be an 8 out of 10, and they've given it a 5 out of 10. So I think it's definitely a movie worth seeing. Would I take my parents to see this? I'd take my mum, definitely, because I think she'd enjoy it. I think she'd sort of walk out going, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but is it groundbreaking? Is it the most incredible thing they're ever going to see? Probably not. I think my dad might fall asleep in honesty. I don't think he'd be able to follow the storyline. And that's not anything against him. I think... Honestly, some of the things that were said were a tiny bit hard to hear. And I almost wish more movies had captions available um, so that you could actually understand every line because I'm that person that watches everything I can with captions on without fail. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good movie. Would I see it again? Yeah, I think I would. I I would because I missed the first, like, three minutes of the movie. (laughs) I feel like that's the part where they tell you, this is based on a toy. No, the toy is based on this. I don't know why I keep doing that voice. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Infinity and Beyond. I'll speak to you guys next Monday. As a heads up for you, any of my regular listeners, I'm going on leave in a couple of weeks' time. I'll be gone for three weeks. I'm going to try and get some episodes pre-recorded. But look, if I take a break, I take a break. I'm going to LA and then over to London. And then I really want to get to Paris for a day. Um, I just really want to eat a croissant underneath the Eiffel Tower. Like, even if I'm alone, I don't care. But if you live in Paris, let me know. I know I don't have any listeners in Paris. I can see the demographics here. So I've I've got listeners in Alaska. How weird is that? Thanks, guys. I loved the reindeer hot dogs when I was in Alaska. It, It sounds weird, but just don't knock it till you've tried it. So have a great rest of your Monday and a great week ahead. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Reviews by Jay. I'm pop culture enthusiast Jay Antonio. Find me weekly on Spotify every Monday by searching Reviews by Jay for the latest in film, television, and musical theatre reviews. Check out my Instagram at Reviews by Jay. I am absolutely happy to take requests for movies and let me know what you guys want to see and hear. 
Thanks so much. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you on Monday. 